Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's Tuesday, February 16th. Brandon Lee and I will be using Tuesday's opening lines to give you guys four free picks for Wednesday, February 17th games. But there's no NBA lines available since there are so many teams playing the second of the back-to-back tomorrow and, and three games postponed already. So instead of giving you guys two NBA and two college basketball free picks like we normally do, we're just going to give you guys four free picks in college basketball with two apiece. Uh, last week we went three and one. On our four free picks, I went 2-0. and I won my college basketball free pick on Tulane, plus 8.5, outright over Tulsa. Won the game by 10, covered the spread by 18.5, so no sweater there. My NBA free pick on the Hawks-Mavs, over 233.5, barely came through, though. Mavs won 118-117, uh, 235 combined points, so won that one by a point and a half. Uh, Brandon, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, please recap your uh, picks for the listeners last week, too. Yeah, I went one and one. I cashed an easy winner on Iowa minus six at home against Rutgers. Uh, Hawkeyes took control of that game early, and we're covering almost the entire game before uh, going on to win 79 to 66. Unfortunately, in the NBA, the Mavs won without me. Dallas beat the Hawks, like you said, 118 117, uh, failing to cover at a three and a half point favorite. Uh, always stings a little when you have a small favorite win and you don't cover, but that would have been a gift if the Mavs pulled that one off. They were down by as many as 13 in the third quarter, trailed by nine going into the fourth. Uh, they went like 37-27 fourth quarter, which you know was great for your over. They got up by four a couple times, but every time they looked like they were about to you know pull away and get that cover for us, Atlanta would make a big shot. So uh, tough one there, but I'll take the one and one uh, as it was. Yeah, man, uh, Mavs winning and not covering is tough. It just seems to be the case with them a lot lately, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I was sweating that one out with you the whole time. Uh, definitely a little bit fortunate to get that over there with a the big fourth quarter. Uh, but we're finally above 500 on the season, 10-9 and nine through five weeks on the Free Pick Podcast this hoop season. Brandon's 5-5, five and five, I'm 5-4. and four. Uh, Brings us to 43-34, and 55.8% winners on the Hoops Free Pick Podcast the last three seasons. Feels good to be in the positive, Brandon, after uh, clawing our way out of a hole early. Yeah, it does. Uh, and it just seems to be the case. You know, we always kind of get off to a little bit of a slow start. But over time, uh, you know, more winners than losers. About yeah, year. it does. It seems that way in football, too, sometimes, and, and especially with this basketball podcast. But, yeah, no time to let up now. Please uh, let the listeners know uh, how your premium picks are doing, man. Yeah, things are going really well at the moment. Uh, currently on a 15-3 and run over the last four days. Had a crazy good weekend. Went 7-0 and on Saturday, 8-0 including the free pick. So that was a fun one. Uh, currently 8-2 and last 10 NBA, 9-3 and last 12 college basketball. I've hit 14 of my last 18 NBA totals, hitting 56% over my last 112 in college basketball. Up almost 70000 in profits and basketball picks since 2016. Uh, I, I knew this thing was coming to turn around in the NBA, and it finally has. And college has picked up as well. So uh, I'm really excited right now. Hello. 7-0 Saturday, 15-3 last four days. Nicely done, man. Uh, also having a great two-week run myself, 35-21, uh, and 21, 63%. All sports run last 14 days. Number one overall capper at sportscapping.com. Number two NBA all-time 
170, 123, 58% NBA run, 24-16, 60% college basketball run. Things are going well right now, um, so I can't complain. I'm glad we're both doing doing well on the premium side right now, bud. Uh, but uh, let's give the listeners four free pick winners in college basketball for Wednesday. Uh, start us out with your first free pick. All right, I'm going to take the Indiana Hoosiers, minus four and a half at home against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, this is just too good a price for me to pass up with Indiana. Uh, to say the Gophers have been awful on the road this year would be putting it nicely. Minnesota has played seven road games, and they've lost all seven, every one of those coming in Big Ten play. It's not just the inability for the Gophers to win on the road. They struggle simply to keep games close. Out of those seven road losses, six have come by double digits. A big reason for that is their offense just completely goes away on the road. Minnesota averages a very respectable 75 points per game on the season. That dips to 63.6 points per game on the road. Uh, Gophers are also one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the Big Ten. Plays right into the strength of this Indiana defense. The one thing Minnesota's offense does well is rack up offensive rebounds. They're number two in the Big Ten in that department. That figures to be negated some here. Indiana's fourth best in the Big Ten at keeping opponents off the offensive glass. And it's not just the offense that goes missing for the Gophers away from home. They're giving up a staggering 80 points per game on the road. Not to mention only Iowa and Northwestern have worse defensive efficiency ratings in the Big Ten this year. Uh, I look for the Hoosiers to get a lot of easy looks in this one. And I think they're going to rack up a big edge at the free throw line. Indiana is number one in the Big Ten in offensive free throw rate. Minnesota is number 12 in the conference in terms of sending their opponents to the free throw line. I don't think four and a half is enough. I I would put this at six, seven. So give me the Hoosiers minus four and a half. Yeah, a lot of good matchup angles there. Uh, You nailed. uh, Definitely, it's hard to back your money with Minnesota when you look at how poorly they've fared on the highway this season. I mean, 0-7 straight up, 1-6 against the spread. At the same time, Indiana's lost three of its last four home games with its only win coming by two points. So I have a little bit of an issue laying four and a half points with the Hoosiers, but at, at the same time, Indiana's won 14 of their last 17 home meetings with Minnesota. So I'd have to lean Indiana if I'm going to play this game just with Minnesota's terrible road numbers. But uh, I'm just not very high on this Indiana team right now. It's tough to back them. Faded them a lot recently, including their 19-point loss at Ohio State on Saturday. So I'm just going to stay away and root you home here, Brandon. Yeah, I understand, and I think that's you know playing into the favorable number here. I just some teams like Minnesota, it doesn't really matter who the opponent is or what the number is. You just fade them. Yeah, in the on the road when they're this bad. Six double-digit losses out of seven. That's pretty bad. Um, I'm going to go with a big underdog. I'm going to take Valparaiso plus 20.5 at Loyola Chicago. This is my favorite free pick of the two I'm going to give out today. Um, Valparaiso's 8-14 and 14 record I just think has them undervalued. They're, they were an awful team in the first half of the season, but they've been uh, way more competitive here of late. Uh, the Crusaders 5-5 five and five straight up, 6-4 and four against the spread the last 10 games. Beat Drake outright by 17 as 13-point dogs. Also took Drake to overtime as 12.5-point dogs. So if they can hang with Drake, they can certainly hang with Loyola Chicago. I've been fading this uh, Ramblers team with a lot of success lately. Um, they were overvalued after a stretch in which they went 11-1 and one straight up up 10-1-1 against the spread to open conference play. They've since gone just 1-3 against the spread the last four. Uh, faded them both matches. Matchups with Evansville as they were 18 and 18 and a half point favorites in those two games and failed to cover either. Uh, I think Valpo is on Evansville's level 
and uh, shouldn't be catching 20 and a half points. Uh, Loyal Chicago is coming off its two biggest games of the season and a doubleheader with Drake. Their only contender to win the to win the MVC. Um, I think it's definitely a flat spot now after splitting those two games with Drake. Um, and consider that Valpo was an 11 point underdog in their first meeting with Loyola Chicago this season. I know they got blown out, but, uh, now the Crusaders are 20 and a half point dogs in the rematch. Nine and a half point adjustment. Uh, I just think it's too much. Uh, the road team, 13, three and one against the spread the last 17 meetings. Valparaiso, 42 and 15 against the spread the last 57 games off a road loss by 10 points or more. Crusaders 29 and 15 against the spread their last 44 when re- revenging a home loss and Valparaiso is also 7-0 against the spread their last seven games after playing their last two games on the road. Too big of a number. Give me Val- Valparaiso. Yeah, uh, this definitely feels like a few too many points uh, for Loyola Chicago to be laying in this spot, you know, coming off those two massive games against Drake over the weekend. Um, But I'm really not all that interested in this line. To be honest, I haven't played a ton of Missouri Valley this year. I just don't like these home and homes. If I do play it, it'll typically be the second game. Uh, I think there's a little more of an edge in those games. This isn't a back-to-back against the same team or anything like that but i i just think it comes down here to how motivated loyola is i mean if they show up ready to play i i don't think it's really asking a lot for them to win by 20 i feel like that's a lot of points for them to be laying uh, they won by 36 on the road against the crusaders earlier this year and they have a history of taking care of business against bad teams they've covered 17 of their last 22 against teams that have won fewer than 40% of their games. Uh, I, I do like that the fact that uh, Valpo has been playing a little better here of late. Uh, definitely a pass for me, so I'll, I'll root you in here. All right, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Missouri Valley, and yeah, those back-to-backs definitely like uh, playing the second game a little more most of the time. Um, what's your uh, second free pick for Wednesday? I'm going to take the Louisville Cardinals minus 4.5 at home against the Syracuse Orange. I really think Syracuse is another one of those teams that you just have to look to back at home and fade on the road. Orange are 10-1 and at the Carrier Dome this year compared to 2-5 and on the road. Both road wins coming against ACC bottom feeders Boston College and NC State. Eagles are just 1-9 in conference play. Wolfpack 4-8 and and have lost 8 of their last 10 overall. Out of the 5 road losses, 4 have come by at least 10 points. Only exception being a six-point loss at North Carolina. Uh, I think that right there really speaks into the value with the four-and-a-half-point spread in this one. Cardinal do come into this one having lost three of five after opening up the season nine and one. Two of those losses were on the road. The other was at home against a really good FSU team. Uh, They did seem to really get back on track in their last game against Georgia Tech, uh, beating a good Yellow Jackets team 74-58 at home improving to 8-1 and one at the KFC Yum Center this season. Only downside here and maybe p- probably playing into this favorable number. Uh, this will be the first game for Louisville in a little over two weeks uh, due to COVID. Um, it's not quite a layoff long enough for me to be concerned with them uh, not playing well. It's, it's when teams get those massive layoffs that I, you know, the, the whole month where some of these teams have been out that I really, you know, look to fade those teams in that first game back. Offensively, the numbers suggest these two teams are pretty even, and I wouldn't really argue that. I think the big edge here is on the defensive side, and I think the edge goes to Louisville. Cardinals are number one in the ACC in both defensive efficiency and effective field goal percentage. 
And I think that's saying something when you play in the same conference as a team like Virginia, who lives and dies with their defense. Uh, Louisville only giving up 62.6 points per game at home. Syracuse allows 78 points per game on the road. Uh, I I know some might be concerned with a little bit of rust. Uh, I I just trust Chris Mack and his team at this price at home. So give me Louisville minus four and a half. Yeah, you pretty much said all the concerns that I have with this game. I mean, I've I've been higher on Syracuse than most this season too. Been backing them a lot at home. Is there a ten and one at home this season? But same here. I, I played them a lot at home as well. Mm-hmm. Haven't been backing them much on the road. Two and five straight up. Two and five against the spread. They did upset NC State their last road game, which is unfortunate because I had NC State there, and they have been more uh, active. They had more active team, obviously with Louisville on that COVID break for over two weeks now. I just have a hard time backing teams off COVID breaks, especially in their first game back like Louisville is here. Seems to just be a rust factor for all of them. Um, Louisville 8-1 at home this year. Um, also hard to fade on their home floor, and I s- still think this is one of the most talented teams in the country, Louisville is. But they've lost three of their last five, and I just can't trust them in this spot. They only shoot 31.9% from three-point range this season. And teams need to be able to shoot the three-ball uh, well to have success against Syracuse's 2-3 zone defense. So, um, yeah, that that matchup bothers me a little bit. One trend working in your favor here is Louisville being 8-3 and three straight up, 8-2-1 two and one against the spread. Last 11 home meetings with Syracuse. So if you force my hand, I'd probably take Syracuse, but I, I can see why you're on Louisville given the home home away discrepancy, and I don't blame you. Um, if, they, if they play like they're – like if they don't show any rust – I think they covered. I think they could show some rest and still win by five. (laughs) Yeah, it's possible. I I mean, I get that the you know you mentioned the three point shooting, but they're giving seventy eight up seventy eight points a game on the road. It's the defense isn't that good. Yeah, and these ACC teams, I mean, they know how to attack the the zone of Syracuse. I mean, it's been around for so long. And you'd think that they'd have a little extra. I mean, they've been preparing for it for a while. Right, and the big thing for me, I. And may probably the deciding factor in while I will or won't play a team up a long layoff, everyone's supposed to play uh, for Louisville. So it'd be one thing if they're missing a couple guys and the rotation's messed up, and then they got to adjust to that without practice. Uh, I think that's a lot bigger factor here, or in those, some games, than it is this one. Yeah, and these are the things we have to uh, try to handicap during uh, COVID. <laughs> uh, it's something we're not used to. So uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah, man. going off a little bit more of instincts than you know, historical data or trend, like anything like that, because it's not really something we've seen before. For sure, I, I yeah, and I like instinct, instinctive handicapping for sure. So it, it's been a fun challenge, at the to say the least. Um, speaking of long layoffs, I'm going to take UCF minus two and a half at home against South Florida. Uh, UCF, 2-2 two and two, two and two straight up, one, 3 and 1 against the spread of the last four games, but both losses came by a single point in games in which they also covered. They lost 60-61 to 61 to Wichita State. Might be the second best team in the American Athletic. They also lost 68-69 to 69 at Cincinnati. The upset, Tulsa 65-58 on the road is five-point dogs, and they barely failed to cover in a four-point win over Tulane as four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, UCF now, I think, wants revenge from a 61-68 road loss at South Florida back on January 2nd. Uh, the Bulls had to take a month off due to COVID and have come back rusty. Uh, they've they've played two games since the layoff. They lost by 17 at home to Houston in a game they trailed by a lot more than that. Made it inter- 
little closer late. Um, they were upset by Tulane as a five-point home favorite, and that gives these teams a recent common opponent in Tulane in which UCF just beat uh, the home team 5-1 and one straight up the last six meetings in the series. Home team also 7-2 and two against the spread the last nine meetings. UCF 12 and 3 against the spread the last 15 when playing their third game in a week. Uh, Bulls 0 and 5 against the spread the last five against a team with a winning percentage below 400. Um, give me UCF to cover this short number in a revenge spot at home against a rusty South Florida squad. Yeah, probably one I'm not going to play, but I would lean the other way in this one. I backed South Florida and they lost to Tulane. And you know why they didn't cover? That was a close game. And I just questioned myself after, you know, that game, if I just played them a game too early. Uh, this is now their third game back after sitting out uh, more than a month. And I've actually been impressed with what I've seen in the two games. Uh, like I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Louisville, I think when you get that 30-day layoff, 20 or more days, something like that, it, you really take a game or two to get back into the fold of things. I like the fact that they won the first meeting by seven and only shot 43% from the field. And this is a team that just covers on the road. In their last 21 conference road games, they have covered 15 of them. They're 15-3 and three against the spread as a road dog. They're a perfect 8-0 against the spread as a road dog of six or less. And they've also covered six straight after failing to cover two games, So, or their last two games. So uh, I don't know that it's one I will be on. Like I said, it's just two bad teams, but... I would probably lean towards taking the Bulls. I got you. Yeah, I just like how UCF's playing of late. I mean, they're playing some of their best basketball, and uh, home team has fared well in this series, even though I did see those road numbers for South Florida against uh, in most of their road games. But this series seems to have a little advantage for the home team, and I just like the revenge factor too. So give me a short number here with UCF and uh, hopefully win this one. It's interesting that the road team has done so well, given how close these two teams are, both being from Florida. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, or the home pr- team. I'm sorry. Probably use it, usually shouldn't be that big of a home home court advantage, but right. There's a little dis- distance between Orlando and Tampa, so yeah. Um. Anyways, thanks for coming on, Brandon. Uh, and for. And for obviously the quick audible here to do four college basketball free picks and with no NBA lines available, I think we found some good ones for the listeners for Wednesday. Yeah, crazy that there's you know so many NBA games scheduled and so nothing to really pick from. But you know there's plenty of college, and I've already looked at a lot of these games, so not a big uh, adjustment to make. And uh, happy to you know get still give out two plays for the listeners. Yeah, hopefully everybody bets college basketball listens and. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Nine games to choose from. No NBA lines and with those three postponed. Should have been 12. So uh, just hopefully this doesn't happen uh, Like going forward on Wednesdays. I think it's kind of an aberration here. Um, please you give... think so. I mean, we'll take our heart chances with nine games. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, the slate's big enough. That's why we, all, that's why we chose uh, Tuesday to do this podcast. Usually for, the for Tuesdays are a little... For Wednesday's quieter games. in the NBA, so there's not as many of these back to backs and stuff, and then you got these injuries. It's just, I think it's a freak day. Yeah, I We're think so. T- I think so too. I don't. I don't expect this to happen much going forward. Uh, but either way, I mean, hopefully we get you guys four winners, and uh, please give the listeners your uh, Twitter handle too, so they can follow you and get some more free picks. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at B Lee Sports Picks. All right, find me at at BetFirmsJack on Twitter. Uh, lost six units on the UFC 258 card. Took away from the 25 units we had gained the previous two cards, but fortunately all the losses were on underdogs, so didn't pay any juice there, and I didn't love the card, so I went pretty light on it. Looking forward to this Curtis Blades 
Derek Lewis card this weekend. A uh, big card should have plenty of picks for it. A lot of fights. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, sign up for a premium package for Brandon and I at sportscabby.com or betfirm.com. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes. And good luck with all your bets Wednesday, especially if you decide to tail us. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.